Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about our program and the church when you visit walkintruth.com or download our free Living Truth app. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 24 called, How Long, O Lord? One writer says, verse 9 describes a crime that is climactic and the most heartless crime of all. They force the poor to sell their children as wage slaves, a collateral for the loans they need for survival. They have to pledge a defenseless orphan. Children are sometimes forced to become child soldiers, work in slave labor factories, or even become sex slaves, all because the wicked rich place no value on life but only on what satisfies their greed and lust. And Job looks at the world. He looks at sex slavery when men and women can do such unspeakable things to underage kids, all for their pleasure. And Job says, how long, Lord? They cause the poor to go about naked without clothing. They, Verse 10, they take away the sheaves from the hungry, just the the little that they have. Within the walls, they produce oil. They tread wine presses, but thirst. You can imagine here is a servant who's literally stomping on the grapes to make the wine, but he can't drink any of it because they say, no, 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 none of that's for you. You're just, you're just to press it down so we have something to drink for those of us who can have the wine. You don't get any of that. And so he has to sit there and tread the wine press, but be thirsty. From the city men groan, and the souls of the wounded cry out. And then notice this, yet God, he doesn't pay attention to folly. And and Job says, look, this is heavy, folks, but this is the book. Why, Lord? How long will this go on? The poor go about with no clothing, no covering, Flip back to Job 22. This is another accusation that was made against Job. Look at verses 5 through 7. Eliphaz the Temanite said to Job, Is not your wickedness great? 22.5. Your iniquities without end? You have taken pledges of your brothers without cause. Stripped men naked. To the weary you have given no water to drink. And from the hungry you have withheld bread. Could it be once again that this was all the result of everything that Job lost? You know, when I originally read this and put it before you, I thought, well, these are probably just lies or stories that they heard about Job. But could it be that these were people coming to Job that typically could get help from him and he had no longer the ability to help them? The irony of the marginalized is that they are surrounded by food and drink, but they remain hungry and thirsty. Thirsty. This writer says it is reminiscent of Steinbeck's Grapes of Wrath, or Guthrie's song, Do Re Mi. These people are dying and groaning, crying out for help, but God does nothing. Why not? For 400 years, the people of God suffered in Egyptian bondage. Did he hear their cries? We know he did. Why did he wait? And then, then he calls Moses, and he says to Moses, I've heard the cries of the people, and I am going to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians. You can see this in Exodus uh, 2, 23 through 25, and Exodus 3, 7 through 10. And then God says, you know, you can almost read between the lines, well, how are you going to do it, God? Well, Moses, 
I'm going to send you. I said, say what? <laughs> you want me to be the answer to the problem? I just want you to take care of it, God. No, I'm sending you. But I can't talk to talk really well. Well, you have a brother. He can speak. What other excuse can I come up with me? Here I am, Lord. Send him. Here I am, Lord. Send her. Where can I write a check? No, 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 no. Moses, I'm sending you. You're going to be the answer. You're disgusted by what you see. You don't like the world the way it is. All right. <laughs> Somebody comes to us in ministry. This has happened over the years. I really think it would be, Pastor, it would be a great idea if we started this ministry because I really think it could benefit a lot of people. And we say, good, are you ready to start it? No, 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 I want you to do it. Oh, do you know, <laughs> I could tell you some stories about people, this is many years ago, who left our church because they came to us and wanted us to start another ministry. But it was just a suggestion in the suggestion box. It wasn't, I'm going to do anything about it. I want you guys to do it. <laughs> and we're like, no, no, no. Maybe God's put that on your heart for you to do it. Is that in the consideration here? Oh, no, 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 no. No, I get, I'm the idea guy. I, I'm, not, I'm not walking these things out. No, I'm the anonymous suggestion box. You should do this. You guys should do that. Have you ever thought of this? It's like, yeah, we have, but we need some help in areas we already have established where we can't even get people to help there. Hmm. Anyway, that's, that's enough of that. 13. Others have been with those who rebel against the light. Darkness of light, uh, I'm sorry, metaphors of light and darkness are all over the Bible. They rebel against the light, Job 24, 13. They do not want to know its ways nor abide in its paths. The murderer arises at dawn. Job's still talking, lamenting evil. He kills the poor and the needy, and at night he is as a thief. The eye of the adulterer waits for the twilight, saying, No eye will see me. And he disguises his face. With the metaphors of light and darkness, Jesus said there are people who love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Therefore, they don't come to the light, lest their deeds should be exposed. Please hear what I'm about to say. The people of the world that reject the gospel, once they've heard it in clarity, do not reject the gospel for lack of evidence. They do not reject the gospel because they don't think that the science points to a creator. Give me a break. They reject the gospel because they want to stay in the darkness. Because God is the God of light. And he wants you to be in the ways of light. Would you notice the mention of some major commandments? The thief at the end of 14, the Bible says don't steal, commandment number eight. The murderer, beginning of 14, that's commandment six. The eye of the adulterer is commandment number seven. We all know those commandments say you shall not, thou shall not. Don't do that because when you do that, it's a lack of love for God and your neighbor. And the pictures that are painted here are quite obvious. People are sneaking around, and they kill somebody for their own gain. Or they steal something from somebody for their own gain. Or they cheat with someone else's spouse 
for their own moment of pleasure. In the dark 16, they dig into houses. They shut themselves up by day. They don't, they do not know the light. For the morning is the same to him as thick darkness. He's, he's familiar with the terrors of thick darkness. It's all that he knows. And Job laments the world, and he says, this is what I see. They stole my stuff. They st- my kids ended up getting killed. They burned up my property. Why? This is all they know. All they know is darkness. Now, we all can remember a time when darkness was our friend. You were formerly darkness, Ephesians 5, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and kindness and all those fruits that we desire. This is in Ephesians chapter 5. It's like we were formerly darkness as like some of the performers today, formerly known as. That's us. I was formerly known as this, but that's not who you are anymore. Now you walk as a child of the light. Amen? Because God is light. And hear what I'm about to say, because this is so huge for all of our lives. Whenever you become a child of the light and your life becomes an open book showered by the grace of God, your conscience can be clean because you can live your whole life in the light because you're not hiding anything. If you're sneaking around and you don't want anybody to know who you talked to or where you were or what was going on and you're doing the whole song and dance, you're in darkness, man. Now, I'm not saying you're in total darkness and you're not saved. We've all been in that spot before, right? Back to in a corner and we lie like a little kid and then we're like, wait a minute, I'm in my 40s. What's going on here? Why did I do that? Hey, we, we know that. But as a pattern of life, once you become a Christian, you don't need to live in the darkness anymore. Your conscience and your life can be free because your whole life can be lived in the light. And when you have a marriage built on that, and you have a walk built on that, and you have a business built on that, and you have friendships built on that, you don't have to hide. You don't have to put on disguises. You don't have to hide your phone. You don't have to do any of that stuff. You know why? Because you're free. You don't have to play games anymore. You can be truly a trustworthy person because you let the fear of the Lord and the light of God illumine your path. How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. I don't want to wander from your commandments. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. This is what it means to be free. This is what Jesus is talking about. But Job looks at those people and he says, yeah, but they seem to be getting away with it. They shut themselves up and then darkness is their friend. They sneak around. They are, but notice how this shifts now, but they are insignificant on the surface of the water. They're like some of that foam that just gets blown by the sea winds. Their portion is cursed on the earth. They do not turn toward the vineyards. The idea is no one goes to their vineyards anymore. Once they die, their land is desolate. Nobody even cares about it anymore. Drought and heat consume the snow waters. So does Sheol, those who have sinned. Simply put, he's saying just like you'd see snow up 
if you ever go, go to Lake Arrowhead and you see snow on the ground and the sun comes out and that, how quickly does the snow just melt? It evaporates, right? And, and of course, if it was a little bit of snow, it doesn't take but a couple of hours, you know. You, you finally in Southern California, snow, there's snow! It's like an inch of it. Sun comes out, gone. What Job's saying is that's how the wicked are. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hey, this is Pastor Shane Lance from Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. We want to thank you for listening to the program today. And we want to let you know that we have some new service times on Sunday morning. So we are going to go back to two services on Sunday mornings. One is going to be at 8.30 a.m. and the other is going to be at 10.30 a.m. So we pray that you'll join us for one of those services. I am the music director at the church and we are really excited to be able to worship through music and we're going to worship as well through studying God's word. We're going to worship in spirit and in truth as the scripture commands us to do. So we're really excited. We pray that you'll join us for one of those services this Sunday at 8.30 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. We pray that you have a great week and we thank you for listening to Walk in Truth Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. It evaporates, right? And, and of course, if it was a little bit of snow, it doesn't take but a couple of hours, you know. You, you finally, in Southern California, snow, there's snow! It's like an inch of it. Sun comes out, gone. What Job's saying is that's how the wicked are. It seems so long. It seems sometimes it goes on forever. How long, oh Lord, but Job's come full circle. But you know what? <laughs> They're consumed like snow waters. This is sad, but verse 20 says a mother will forget him. The worm, picture of the grave here, feeds sweetly until he is rem- remembered no more. He goes down into the grave and he's worm food. And wickedness will be broken like a tree. You could imagine these are all images or metaphors. Imagine you have a strong looking tree and a lightning strike hits it or it's a really windy day and a tree that looks so vibrant and stable falls over or a branch. Have you ever seen one of those big branches fall into the middle of the road and the tree looked like it was like, you know, so solid and insurmountable and a lightning strike or a fierce wind and gone. Job says, that's how the wicked are. I think what he's trying to do is encourage himself. I think he's saying, okay, I agree with you guys about the wicked. I just think it takes too long. <laughs> he says, the wicked wrongs the barren woman and does, not, does no good for the widow. But he, and this is now God, drags off the valiant by his power. He rises, but no one has assurance of life. This is a New Living Translation of verse 22. A little difficult verse to translate, but the New Living says this, God in his power drags away the rich. They may rise high, but they have no assurance of life. When God says it's over, it doesn't matter what the rich man does. It doesn't matter what the wicked man does. 
you know, we, we've heard all the news stories about stuff going on. And have you ever done this? Have you ever just Googled how many wealthy people or movie stars died in the last five years? And then you'll start to see the faces come up. And you're like, oh, I didn't. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh. And this is what Job is saying. He's saying, look, to me, it feels long sometimes. But you know what? In reality, in the big picture of eternity and God, life is short. And even though my trial feels long, God's going to take care of it. He, brought, he provides them with security, 23, and they are supported. Everything they have from common grace comes from God. The air that they breathe, the houses that they can build, the land that they buy. But you need to know that his eyes are on their ways. See, they experience some level of security in quotes. And it feels like sometimes God isn't watching them, but his eyes, end of 23, are on their ways. He does see and he does care about their actions and the damage that they cause to others. And the question Job has, like I have oftentimes, is then why doesn't he act now? <laughs> There's an old saying. Someone once said, why doesn't God wipe out all the evil in the world right now? And someone responded, well, if he eradicated all the evil in the world right now, I don't think there'd be very many of us left. Would you agree? You see, there's backroom deals and people cheating on their taxes and spouses that God sees sinful as well. There's gossip that has destroyed people's reputations and caused divisions in families. There's people who have ripped off uh, people wearing suits and white collars, and, and they're doing crimes every day. If God eradicated all the evil in the world right now, if that's your wish, you better be careful. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can differentiate some things, certainly. I can say God will at least deal with that one or that one. And I don't understand it all. But here's what I do know. They are exalted a little while, 24. Then they are gone. Moreover, they are brought low like everything gathered up, even like the heads of grain, picture like a flower that droops over, or a head of grain they are cut off. They droop, and it's over. Genesis 15, 16 says, the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet complete. God's saying, there's going to be a time when it's complete and I deal with them. Romans 2.5 says, but because of the, your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you're storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. God knows everything and he will deal with it all on that day. His system of justice will be 100% accurate 100% of the time. And finally, Job says, now, if it's not so, who can prove me a liar and make my speech worthless? Job ends with a confidence. What I just said is true. Now, how do we wrap this up? Well, I think this is part of what we say. That in the cross of Jesus Christ, for all of us who are sitting here who are Christians tonight, here's the really good news. Jesus entered into our pain into our suffering and evil world. 
And when he went to that cross as the greater Job, he was the ultimate innocent sufferer and he died on the cross to take my punishment, to take my wrath, to bear my shame. If Jesus didn't come, I am in deep trouble. But he came on a rescue mission. He's the ultimate Moses. He's the greater Job. And he came to rescue me from sin. And he came to save me from wrath and from death. This greater Job, Jesus, shared words about eternal life. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He says in John 3.35, the Father loves the Son. He's given all things into his hand. He who believes in the Son has eternal life. But he who does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. And finally, if you turn all the way over to Matthew, and I'm going to ask Shane to come on up uh, to the front. Matthew 16, this is what the greater Job said, the one who would suffer at the cross. He said these words, Matthew 16, 24. 16, 24. Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. 16.25 of Matthew. For whoever wishes to save his life shall lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. For what would a man be profited if he gains not a city block, not if he owns his own island, if he gains what? The whole world and forfeits his soul. But what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man, that's Jesus, is going to come in the glory of his Father with his angels and will then recompense every man according to his deeds. And then he says, truly I say to you, there are some of those who are standing here who shall not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. And the next chapter describes Jesus's transfiguration six days later. They got a foretaste of the coming kingdom of the glorified Christ, of the return of the Lord. And this glorious one died and took my judgment. He's the greater Job. And you know, he's coming again for a second time, not in reference to sin. He's already dealt with sin, right? One time for all. Well, what's he coming the second time for? He's coming to rescue his people and bring judgment on the world. And that's what we look to. And we want to see as many people come into the kingdom as possible. People just like me and just like you. Amen? We want to preach the hope to sinners. We're all in that category. We were all once in darkness. And we preach the hope. We put it before people. We rejoice in our salvation, and we wait with hope. You've been listening to How Long, O Lord, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 24. If you missed any part of today's program, you could listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Just so you know, we have free apologetic events coming up, and we call them 633, and that's based off Matthew 633. Pastor Michael invites special guests, uh, professionals in their fields, to talk about hard topics that affect the culture. In the past, we've had guest speakers that have talked about the issue of racism, the COVID-19 pandemic, 
suicide, and how we as Christians can talk about those issues. You can watch those talks and many others on our free Living Truth app. And having the app on your phone or tablet will help because you'll be the first to know the details about our upcoming events. If you live outside California, you'll still be able to be a part of our 633 events because we live stream them. And with the app, you can even participate in our Q&A portion of the event. You can learn more about 633 when you download the Living Truth app. Remember, it's the one with the red logo with the pillars. Or you can visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word before we go. Well, how long, O oh Lord? <laughs> you know, and in Revelation 6, uh, around verses 9 and 10, the faithful martyrs ask the question, how long, O oh Lord, until you avenge our blood? And they were told to rest a little while longer. There was, there was something more that had to happen, but God was going to judge how long, O oh Lord? And, you know, a day is coming when the Lord will judge the world in righteousness. He's fixed a day. He's fixed it. It's on his calendar. You can look at Acts 17, verses 30 and 31. And Jesus is the judge. And how long? Well, it's going to be at his appointed time. And in the meantime, we're to be busy about his business. Amen? Speaking the word of redemption, reconciliation, the gospel. Hey, tune in tomorrow. Tell a friend to tune in. God bless you. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, and it helps us do our free apologetic events as well. Please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $5 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow on this station for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Job chapter 29 called Longing for the Good Old Days. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.